Hi, this is Astro Chris from Coto Queen Astrology, and today's video is going to be on the Libra New Moon, and I'm also going to be touching base on the human design gate that this Libra New Moon is activating. This is a very interesting new moon as Mars is a big player in the moon, and we also have Uranus bringing in shocking surprises. If you're new to my channel, don't forget to subscribe, hit that notification bell, and comment below. Let me know where you're from. If you're not new to my channel, thanks for coming back and supporting me. Much gratitude. I'd like to invite you all to check out my IG. I host weekly lives where I have Ask the Astrologer segment. You can get to ask me questions. I select people from the audience and I answer their questions in regard to uh, maybe a question on astrology or questions about the astral weather so go ahead head to my description you'll see the link there i'd also like to invite you to join my astro group on facebook where i host private astrology lectures spiritual development lectures and also bring other spiritual teachers to share their knowledge and teach us about their practice so if you're interested in that go ahead and check out the description below thank you so much so let's get started with the new moon in libra this is a very interesting new moon now when we first look at the chart it doesn't feel like this moon is extremely positive it feels like you do need to interpret the chart and kind of sense the energy around the aspects and how, how all the planets are communicating with each other so there's some mixed qualities with this new moon uh, some that are going to be a little bit more uh, forward moving and some that are going to be a little bit more stagnant but it it, it is going to be a change most definitely from the past lunations that we've had recently so when we talk about new moons new moons incorporate the energy of the sun which is masculine and the moon which is feminine and this is when they join together so they're together at the same exact degree and this is like reprogramming the moon so the sun reprograms all the planets that sit with him during this time and the reprogramming usually lasts 17 minutes this is a aspect that we call kazimi but it's mainly used to describe that happened with the planets versus the moon itself but it's very similar to the programming the moon gets programmed every month as we have a new moon every month and sometimes more than one moon one new moon a month but the planets have their cycle so mercury is the other planet that gets reprogrammed more often than just say venus mars saturn and jupiter so when we look at the new moon this time around we are having new beginnings in the area of libra everyone has a libra house even if you don't have libra planets in your chart no matter what we all have a libra house an example for me i am a leo rising and my third house is ruled by libra so this new moon is happening in my third house and third house rules communication rules sales rules neighborhoods rules siblings so i'm gonna have new beginnings around those themes of my life and then we have to see how everything else kind of communicates and expresses energy so you can see this manifest more into your life so 
New moons bring new beginnings. However, during the new moon, when the moon is being reprogrammed, that's a black moon. We are not necessarily making any uh, abundance rituals or any manifestation rituals during that time. You do want to wait until the moon moves out of the zodiac sign that it conjunct with the sun. And that's typically going to be the neighboring sign. Uh, the rule of thumb is two days after the new moon. So like that, the, the nice crescent is shining in the sky. And that's when the energy of Artemis, the moon, is born. So going back to the conjunction that we have with the sun and the moon, we also have Mars there. So at the same time that we have the sun and the moon creating this new moon conjunction, we're also having the sun create a new cycle with Mars. And this happens approximately 26 months, every 26 months. This is called the synodic cycle. This is the cycle in which gets started when the planet conjuncts the sun and then we measure the time that it takes for this planet to make another conjunction to the sun and every time they do conjunct it doesn't always happen in the same zodiac so the next time they conjunct it's going to be november um, of 2023 they're not going to be in the sign of libra the last time the sun and mars conjuncted in libra to create a libra synodic cycle was in October 21st of 2006 and they were at the later degrees of Libra at 28 degrees. So as you can see, this is very significant because it's starting a new cycle from that point as well. So with Mars getting reprogrammed along with the moon, it's talking about our vitality. Now Mars is considered an energy of moving forward, of taking initiative, it rules Aries, so right now it is in its sign of detriment, but it's in mutual reception with Venus and Scorpio, which is actually supporting Mars because Venus rules the sign of Libra and Mars rules the sign of Scorpio, it's the ancient ruler of that. So even though we're having Mars get reprogrammed with the sun, it's actually harmonizing because venus is there to kind of tailor down and um have mars not act before thinking because venus and her involvement uh, and the rulership of venus and libra is to harmonize to come to an agreement to make fair judgments versus the energy of mars is i want to conquer i want to do this i want to do that and venus is going to help mars in regard to the response and on a mundane level we're going to feel this now the day that mars and the sun are programming um might feel like we are getting pulled in a lot of directions because mars is going to be receiving a new programming for the next cycle which you might feel like you're doing too many things multitasking things like that and uh, feel a little bit of the burnout but mars is the only planet that can actually take the sun's heat in vedic astrology all the planets suffer next to 
the, the sun, the moon suffers, uh, Mercury suffers, Venus suffers, all the planets suffer. The only one that can take the sun's heat is Mars. So if anyone's willing to take that, it's going to be him. So in regard to our vitality and how we feel, we might feel a little bit exhausted, like I said, but nothing that's really going to change our output, action, and direction. Now, the other tight aspect that the sun moon and mars are making during this um, new moon is a quincunx with uranus now this is not a traditional aspect this is an aspect that technically represents sixth house energy now in natal astrology the sixth house is a very challenging house it's a karma house it's connected to hard work and daily routines and daily responsibilities so um, all of us have such things right some are lucky enough not to have huge obligations around those areas of life but the majority of the population do so when we analyze the energy of this quincunx it carries that hardship where we have to kind of work through things it's not as easy flowing as a trine or a sextile but it's the energy of uranus now uranus is going to ease up if we were to have this quincunx speaking to us um, from the perspective of saturn it's going to flavor the energy a little different but with the perspective of uranus we're just going to feel a little jolt or more push in regard to how we're responding it does create some impulsiveness so we need to kind of step back and really step into that energy of libra the good thing is that uranus is actually in the sign of taurus which is a sign that venus also rules so venus is also delegating and harmonizing and kind of taking control of this uranus and taurus energy and yes it's in detriment but like i said the mutual reception starts to kind of assist and um make sure it works out some kinks now venus transiting the sign of scorpio is not an easy transit for venus as venus has to work really deep in the underworld and release fears and traumas and work through a lot of insecurities and also matters of money matters of joint resources and taxes and things like that um, budgets so now venus getting close to exit the sign of scorpio um, she's at this big maturity level because she's getting close to the 29th degree she's still the 28th degree here but very close to the 29th degree where at that point she seeks liberation and she starts anew in the new zodiac sign so that's another um, intensity point and actually in vedic astrology this point right here is called gandanta it's a karmic knot so the actions that we're taking now are really um helping us and assisting us to align with our uh, path and also to release things change uh, past patterns and karma i recently did a video on karmic patterns in astrology you could check it out here the description has the link as well very interesting i'm doing several other videos so you might want to um, also 
hit that notification bell so you won't miss out when I post new videos on that. Karmic astrology is very interesting, gives you a lot of tools so you can align to your life purpose. So yeah, check that out. But Venus being here in this point of um, alchemization when she's leaving the element of fixed water. And this is fixed intense water, protective water. And then merging to fire, which is mutable fire. Mutable fire is this big spreading fire that just like, it's not a candle anymore. It's not a little bonfire. This is a fire that's spreading. That's the energy of Sagittarius. So because of the uh, agitation that water has when we mix it or we put or we introduce fire to it vice versa the the agitation fire feels when water is introduced all these points where we have water merging into fire are considered karmic knots and that's also going to be the case for cancer merging into leo and also pisces merging into aries so those are very sensitive points now venus is running the show here because venus is ruling the new moon and venus is also ruling mars and ruling uranus so her say and her influence are quite significant being in this sensitive point can assist us in working out some of this karma changing some patterns but it can be um a little bit of a challenging time if we're resisting it so just be mindful of that however venus is gonna you know be transiting the sign of sagittarius and it's gonna release some of this intensity that it feels in scorpio and that's happening a little bit after the libra new moon another thing that i noticed here is that the sun moon and mars are actually making a wide trine to saturn and to jupiter and from just uh, the aspects perspective um, or perspective we don't see that this trine is very tight however when you measure the distance between saturn and jupiter they are exactly 16 degrees apart and to find the midpoint, that means the middle ground between those degrees, that means it's eight. So if we add six, where, where, the, where um, Saturn is currently sitting, plus eight degrees, we're going to get 14, which is one degree off from the 13 degree um, point that the sun and moon are. So it is actually making a trine to Saturn and Jupiter via that midpoint. So midpoints work a little different because what we did, what we get is we look at a planet, and then we is that that would be point A, and then you get point B. That's another planet, and then you want to find the middle ground, meaning midpoint. And any planet that triggers that midpoint is essentially triggering both planets because the distance between both of them speak to each other. And then when you hit that little midpoint there, it, it like surges energy to both, which is actually really good because 
Saturn in Aquarius is actually in rulership and then Jupiter not doing quite you know like quite so well in the transit of Aquarius but this is the last time Jupiter is going to be in the sign of Aquarius after Jupiter turns direct it's going to exit Aquarius and head on to Pisces and that's a rulership that uh, Jupiter fairly enjoys because he rules Pisces so we won't feel this um, energy of Aquarius again through Jupiter's eyes for another 12 years and because both of these planets are retrograde these are things that we've been working on throughout the year so whatever this Libra house and Aquarius house trigger in your chart it's going to still be talking about the past agenda of this Aquarius house so look at where your Aquarius house is and see how you can actually benefit from this trine aspect because Saturn actually grounds manifestation Saturn ultimately rules earth and Jupiter brings abundance adventurousness desire to collect knowledge to preach to teach to connect to explore so in the sign of Aquarius it's literally reinventing the wheel it's more scientific and it's looking to create more things that are gonna um, assist the masses and harmonize um, the rulership of Leo and Aquarius meaning uh, the people in leadership are to give a little more to the people itself because that's the energy of Aquarius Aquarius rules the people so uh, Saturn being there is also looking out for the people even though it might not look like that a lot of the things are being um, implemented for the people or um, to affect the people in some sort how it affects that's when you have to look at the aspects where they're it's going to be supporting or not supporting but uh, typically with the energy of Aquarius it's supposed to be supporting it does use scientific processes and you know I'm not going to comment about this because I'm very neutral and I respect everyone's opinion but we are seeing some of these new scientific um, things come up and being required for the population so um, another thing that I noticed was that Venus had recently, a few days before the new moon, formed a trine with Neptune and also a sextile with Pluto. And that's actually really pleasant. Venus and Pluto bring this passion and intensity and just desire. It's also very sexually charged. It's in a good aspect. Sextile is very supportive. Um, Venus actually rules the sextile so it's energy of fertility and money and love and creation and all that Venus rules but we do have to take action meaning we do have to flirt we do have to play with this energy and then Pluto brings that intensity and from the energy of uh, Capricorn it's a little bit more serious however Capricorn is a cardinal sign so it does like starting things so it can solidify love it can bond love a little tighter it can make um, love a little bit more permanent so we had Venus kind of um, looking into that and and working on love matters and money matters and things of that sort 
And then she's making that trying to Neptune, which is a very, very romanticizing energy, very um, fairy tale type of energy, lost in love, very musical, very artistic, also very spiritual. So those are all matters that Venus had been um, kind of expressing while she's also having some hard aspects like she's squaring Jupiter and when Venus squares Jupiter it brings some overindulgent tendencies so we might be overdoing things over romanticizing the same thing happens with Neptune because Neptune is um, very unbound energy it's just boundless uh, it's the ruler of the seas right that's the majority <laughs> of um the the majority of our earth is covered in water so um yeah very boundless energy but not necessarily bad it's not necessarily bad but it can be what we're not really seeing too clearly because we're either taking on too much or doing too much overindulging just kind of loving life a little bit too intensely and not necessarily paying close attention to all the little minute details so yeah and lastly the last aspect i wanted to speak about was this opposition that the sun and the moon and mars and um, mercury are making with chiron now chiron is in aries and also it's retrograde so mars is ruling chiron and mars is opposing chiron now this can trigger a little bit of pain and discomfort it could also be physical i would be extra careful with your head um because mars rules the head and also the kidneys because the energy of libra is the kidneys by no means this is medical advice if you're feeling like crap and you need to see a doctor then that's what you need to do astrology can help you with give you themes but you still need to seek a professional um either doctor therapist whatever it is to assist you in treatment but i can tell you astrology will guide you there so then you know what tools you need which would be a doctor right to feel better but generally the energy of Libra rules the kidneys, rules, um, it overlaps in rulership with the reproductive system. It also rules uh, veins and the sugar in our blood and things like that. So when we have Mars there, it's kind of aggravating those things. We that This day in particular, we need to make sure we're drinking lots of water. And I will also throw in eating a healthy portion of fruits the reason is you want to support those venusian um, organs and make sure that you're flushing toxins mars rules toxins so just be very mindful during this period you don't necessarily just want to do this during the new moon you want to drink lots of water a few days before all the way throughout the, the new moon um, until a few days after I mean I drink lots of water all the time but I know there's a lot of you that don't necessarily drink that much water so make more of an effort during this time so with this opposition we have an opportunity to heal ourselves now it doesn't mean that the healing is going to be painless we might feel some type of emotional pain maybe physical pain like headaches and 
like discomfort that way um, dizziness if we're not drinking enough water or ha- uh, having our system regulated right so on a different note this can be easier for us to release some trauma now venus in scorpio has been working on this and because mars is the one that's making the aspect to chiron mars is going to take the initiative mars is the one right now that's taking action but not necessarily taking action the same way he's used to which is that scorpio or aries way very upfront let's do this this is the plan bam 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 this is more like okay i want to fix this situation i want to make it fair for both um it it, it's there's you and i in this relationship right not just i so mars is taking a different perspective now he's not as patient but because he is being reprogrammed at the same time with the sun that is going to help mars because the sun is wise and spiritual and positive and anytime that we have planets making a synodic cycle with the sun it brings positivity to that planet it does um, give the planet a new agenda so in regard to the agenda that mars is going to have in for the for the next two years it's going to be really tied in with relationships and contracts and uh, business partnerships and um, collaborations and um, the legal system and laws and policies and diplomatic matter matters because that's all that libra rules but mars is going to go in there and perfect these systems and the cycle is always going to have that signature of venus and mars until we create a new synodic cycle so venus there is going to help mars and we're having this aspect with chiron which is bringing in some healing but not without work but we have to understand that when we work towards something and we attain it with our own merits it's much more meaningful but because chiron has been retro this is not something that's new this is work that we've been working on most likely from uh, past points when chiron first hit this 10 degree mark so um you can look at your chart and see what you have between the cardinal uh, houses and that's going to be libra aries cancer and capricorn between nine degrees all the way to 25 degrees and i'm giving this large range because of all the energy in libra starting from 13 to 20 so i'm giving you an orb if you have any planets within that orb then you're doing some healing you're getting some momentum you're moving you're uh, purging um, you're releasing from your system and you're truly rewiring this libra area of your life so that's all i wanted to mention in regard to the astrology portion i'm going to start talking about the human design and touch on those gates now in human design the gate that's being activated by the sun the moon and mars is gate 48 and that's actually located in the spleen which is an intuitive gate so gate 48 is a gate that likes to wait to take action the reason being it believes that it needs to gather knowledge 
and gather and gather and gather and it feels like it never has enough knowledge to take action however this gate does bring a lot of knowledge and the challenge here is to allow yourself to trust that you don't need to know anything else that all you need to know is that you're ready and letting go of fear doubts insecurities that are preventing you from expressing and creating through this gate is what you need to do to really align to this energy because this gate is called the gate of wisdom and this is why this gate searches and searches because it's gathering wisdom and it thinks it needs more and it tries, it's trying to perfect systems. So um, this is very interesting that we have three planets there rewiring this gate 48 and letting us know that we are ready. We're ready to take initiative. We're ready to really dive uh, deep into um our gifts and express them out to the world the sun moon and mars here are encouraging us and letting us know that we have to trust our intuition and trust that we know enough and that we will know what it is we need to know and what it is we don't need to know this gate is working on us having faith in our knowledge, in our wisdom, in our opinions, and also developing the courage to take action and to take the leap forward. Even though we may still feel like we're out of our comfort zone or we still feel like we need to attain more information, it's just not necessary what we gathered here we can take action on and this is really going to activate a lot of people we have the sun moon and mars there the sun is career and vitality and our soul purpose and then we have the moon which is our emotion and our innermost desires and also how we express um, our needs and then we have mars which is action and vitality so we're having new beginnings in regard to how we are taking actions, how we're responding to our environment. And this gate of wisdom is letting us know that on a mundane level, we're all ready. We're ready to trust our intuition. We're ready to take that leap. We're ready to take initiative. And we do not need to be planning and contemplating any longer. And as we embrace this, we're allowing ourselves to really embody that we don't need to continue gathering knowledge because the mastery in this gate is to really step into our wisdom and express ourselves with confidence and really own up to that feeling that we're wise and we no longer need to continue 
collecting and attaining and searching for knowledge. This will build our foundation and having a strong foundation will build that confidence and that is where the magic happens. If this gate is unbalanced, it can cause paralysis as we'll be stuck in I don't know what to do, I don't know what to learn, I don't know what to talk about, I don't know what to take initiative in. So uh, very scale energy of that Libra, like back and forth, teeter, totter. So um, if you find yourself in this situation, one of the writing assignments that you can do is journaling on why is it that you still need to collect more knowledge contemplate on the answer have this answer intuitive come intuitively come out even if it doesn't make sense there is a reason why you're responding in this fashion so just let it flow out embrace it and reread it after maybe it'll make sense to you also um, what is it that needs to be healed released or align or even brought up into your awareness so you can trust yourself more sometimes it can be uh, negative karma patterns or uh, things that we heard in our early childhood um, that kind of planted that seed that we always needed to seek validation and um, to perfect systems and things like that so we're self-doubting ourselves so journal on that and another one is, um, how is it that I can connect to my divine wisdom and to divine source? What is it that I need to do to deepen this connection? Those are some good questions that you can contemplate on and really embrace the answers. Even if it doesn't make sense, go back, read them, see if you connect to them intuitively. We're, we're connecting to the spleen energy through this gate. So follow your intuition. And remember, the spleen doesn't like to give you a lot of answers. It says one answer, you take it. <laughs> now the affirmation that I would like you to embrace during the new moon so you can actually do your little ritual um during the moon new moon and just affirm this and this will be a release releasing ritual it's not going to be a manifesting ritual i did talk about this in the beginning of the video that we manifest when the moon's a crescent moon but during the black moon we can release and that's the new moon so this affirmation should really help you in embodying the 48 gate which is i am a depth of knowledge the education, life experiences, and adventures that I've had have aligned me to divine source. So I trust my knowledge and I express my divine self. I am divinely connected to a source and I trust my intuition. Thank you guys so much. If you enjoyed this video, don't forget to subscribe, hit that notification bell like and comment below and if you like this video you might like these other two again i express my gratitude to you for coming back and listening to me lots of love and happy manifesting for the new moon in libra take care this is astro chris from code of queen astrology